Thanks for tuning in. One of the things that makes Outcasting and its related programming possible is financial support from listeners like you. Please visit us at outcastingmedia.org and click on support to make your tax-deductible contribution. Thanks. This is Outcasting Overtime from Media for the Public Good, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Hi, I'm Isha, an Outcasting youth participant. In recent years, Pope Francis has seemed to extend a welcoming hand to gay Catholics. He's been seen as a relatively progressive pope regarding homosexuality. One of his noteworthy statements occurred when he was asked about gay priests in the Vatican hierarchy in a press conference in 2013. He famously said, Who am I to judge them? They're our brothers. Later, in 2016, Pope Francis responded warmly to a question relating to gay Catholics, saying, People should not be defined only by their sexual tendencies. Let us not forget that God loves all his creatures and we are destined to receive his infinite love. Even without recognizing or celebrating same-sex marriages, the Pope's accepting tone towards gay Catholics has been greeted with enthusiasm by LGBTQ Catholics worldwide, especially in light of the highly anti-gay positions of his immediate predecessor, Pope Benedict XVI, who harshly labeled homosexuality as a manipulation of nature that destroys the essence of the human creature. So, many people were unpleasantly surprised this past March when the Vatican issued an official statement, approved by Pope Francis, declaring that the Catholic Church would not bless same-sex unions because God cannot bless sin. We don't know what prompted the Church's statement. The Pope's earlier pronouncements seemed to indicate a softening of anti-LGBTQ attitudes within the Church, but maybe that assessment was too optimistic. Perhaps his new statement was made to appease more conservative forces in the Catholic Church. Perhaps he got some backlash when he made his earlier statements. We like to think that as time goes on, the world is only getting better on LGBTQ issues, but this statement from the Church reminds us that this just isn't true. Many lay members of the Catholic Church don't follow its official teachings on issues like birth control, premarital sex, and divorce, and many don't share the Church's beliefs about LGBTQ people. But for those who do, this latest statement confirms the church's lack of evolution and gives people who are homophobic and transphobic a renewed sense that their anti-LGBTQ prejudices are justified. I didn't grow up in the Catholic Church, and I don't have any friends or family who are devout Catholics, so I don't feel influenced by the church, but I can certainly sympathize with LGBTQ people who either have a lot of Catholic influences in their lives or are Catholic themselves. If you're LGBTQ, Coming to terms with your sexual orientation and gender identity can already be difficult, and if your religious leader, in this instance, the Pope, says that acting on the way you feel is sinful, it can make self-acceptance even harder. The Church also has considerable influence beyond its borders. Its March statement will likely lead to an increase in internalized homophobia, self-hatred over being LGBTQ, in many parts of the LGBTQ community, including non-Catholics. More young people in particular may be sent to conversion therapy, a widely discredited and often harmful practice that attempts to turn gay people straight. This practice often leaves people vulnerable to depression, anxiety, homelessness, drug use, and suicide. We did a series on conversion therapy. You can hear it on our website, outcastingmedia.org. The church's statement adds fuel to the fire for anti-LGBTQ hate groups that use religion as a basis for their belief that LGBTQ people are dangerous. In the United States, 
LGBTQ people still don't have equal rights in much of the country, and the church's statement is certainly not going to help that situation. So it can make things worse for all of us, even if we have nothing to do with the Catholic Church. Things can be even worse in other countries. In Poland, for example, the Catholic Church has enormous influence, with Catholics making up about 90% of the population. Many Poles believe that the Pope is more than just a religious leader, and see the Church as a symbol of resistance against the country's past occupations and authoritarian regimes. Some 100 Polish towns, cities, and regions have passed anti-LGBTQ laws and declared themselves to be LGBT-free zones. It's not hard to imagine the difficulties and pressures that LGBTQ people there have to face. Organized religion likes to think of itself as a source of spiritual nourishment. Followers of organized religion like to think of themselves as loving and accepting. But when major organized religious institutions become tools of oppression, they have lost their way. How can they say they're about love when they reject people simply because of who they are? So much of religion seems to be about controlling people's lives, and in particular, regulating sexuality. If organized religion could get past the controlling part and try to find commonalities among people, to bring spiritual harmony into their lives instead of dividing them and setting them against each other, maybe we'd have a more peaceful world. It's certainly true that people and religious organizations can believe whatever they want, at least in countries where religious liberty is protected. And this includes prejudices against LGBTQ people. They're free to do that. But when they're homophobic or transphobic, we're equally free to call it out as bigotry. It doesn't matter whether that bigotry is based in religious beliefs or just plain hatred. Whichever the cause, bigotry is bigotry, and it has the same intended and actual effects, burdening LGBTQ people with self-hatred, possibly causing LGBTQ youth to become homeless when their families throw them away for being LGBTQ, far too often driving LGBTQ youth to despair and even suicide. If organized religion wants to be seen as a force of good in the world, something that it very often isn't, then shouldn't it apologize for its history of oppression of LGBTQ people and turn into a place that really tolerates, accepts, and loves all of its members, even those who are LGBTQ? Thanks for listening to Outcasting Overtime, from Outcasting Media, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Outcasting Media is created by Media for the Public Good, based in New York. This piece was created by the Outcasting team, including Lil, Tim, Justin, and me, Isha. Our executive producer is Mark Sophus. Visit us at outcastingmedia.org to get information about outcasting, make your tax-deductible donation, watch outcasting videos, access our social media links, and listen to outcasting and related content. You can also find outcasting on Spotify, Audible, Radio Public, and other major podcast platforms. Thanks, and thanks for listening.